The following episode is an encore presentation of our dearest friend and number one Coaster Challenge fan, Dustin Listra. Dustin recently passed away recently, and it was very unexpected between his family and friends. On behalf of the Coaster Challenge podcast team, our hearts are deeply, deeply saddened to hear the news of his passing. Before we start the episode, we are going to do a special tribute of what Dustin singing a very special song that he did live before his passing. Our deepest condolences go out to Dustin's entire family during these difficult times. We want you to know that we all love you out there and we are right here to help you in any way we can. Okay, well then without further ado, goodbye Yellow Brick Road. gonna come down when are you going to land I should have stayed on the farm I should have listened to my old man you know you can't hold me forever I didn't sign up with you I'm not a present for your friends to open this boy's too young to be singing the balloons. Ah, ah, ah. So goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, where the dogs of society howl. You can't plant me in your penthouse. I'm going back to my plow. Back to the howling old owl in the wood Hunting the honey back door Oh, I finally decided my future lies Beyond the yellow brick road ah, ah, ah. What do you think you'll do then? I bet they'll shoot down your plane It'll take you a couple of vodka and talk to set you on your feet again yeah. Maybe you get a replacement There's plenty like me to be found Mongrels who ain't got a penny Sniffing for tidbits like you On the ground The dogs of society howl. You can't plant me in your pet house. I'm going back to my plow. Back to the howling old owl in the wood. Hunting the horny back toe. But oh, I finally decided my future lies beyond the yellow brick road. Thank you. Thank you, Dustin. May God bless you. 
We are really going to miss you. And thank you for the wonderful memories. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jeremy from Buckeye Coasters, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Bernie. And D. From Kidult TV. And you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, David Cantu and J.D. Prescott. Hey, how's it going, J.D.? It's going great, David. How's it going? Busy. Extremely busy. Yeah. Uh, You know, what a way to kick off spring. Extremely busy. Not doing fun stuff, but work stuff has really been picking up. And you know what? I can't complain because last year was a whole different story, and I would rather be crazy busy than actually being bored doing nothing. True. And I have so much fun being right here with you and our audience here today because we've got a pretty good episode going on today. But, uh, yep, we got a very special guest in the house. We got one of our original Coaster Challenge fans. Uh, We got Dustin. He's a 15-year-old kid, 15-year-old coaster enthusiast, really awesome kid, and uh, we got a uh, wonderful interview. Considering that our correspondence team has has the week off so break. yeah i think everybody's on spring break you know with jenna up in oregon um andrew's uh, visiting probably universal and so it looks like today i will be uh doing a one-on-one interview with dusty later today but oh, so you're you're corresponding today yeah i'm gonna play correspondent today yeah oh, good you know so but you know normally at this time we normally do the what's see what's happening in the news, but JD and I decided, you know what, we do a lot of these recordings ahead of time too sometimes, and uh, it's really hard to do the news if it changes by the time this episode gets released. So JD and I have been really talking about this one, and JD came up with a really brilliant idea, and so we're going to start a new little little segment called clip of the week clip of the week a youtube videos clip of the week all right so today's youtube clip highlight that jd and i happened to watch uh during the week it was an actually very interesting video and it was on a youtube if you type in the the title kid gets stuck on ride um so you want to talk a little about this one jd yeah it's 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 a water ride and the kid gets stuck in one of those plunge tubes where the floor drops out from underneath you and you drop down the slide Except I really feel sorry for this kid. I mean, this kid is like 13 years old, and he gets in not one tube and it fails. There's get- three of them up there. <laughs> yeah. So he gets in the second one, and what happens? It fails. It, it fails. And then, you think, three times a charm? They put him in the third tube. It failed. It failed. And then all of a sudden, the guy went to press the button, and, and the kid worked. went right down the tube without warning. Now, normally I would say his reaction was priceless. <laughs> in this video uh the way how he went down but what was more sad was is that when the kid was in the first tube 
Not also that it wouldn't drop him down, but he got stuck inside the tube and that plastic door would not close due to a safety uh, safety standard that's on there that once the door is closed, it won't unlatch until the tube has, the the, the thing has dropped, dropped yeah. the person down. Or unless down, the floor has opened. And- has opened up. So, but I really feel bad for this kid, man, because he's Just- sitting there in the tube for like five minutes and that water is cold. ice cold on him. So he's sitting there staying with his arms crossed, his legs crossed, ready to go. And they, and then all of a sudden they couldn't get him out of the tube. And then when they finally did, not once, not, not twice, twice, but, but three, three times it failed on this kid. And it was like, oh my God, such bad luck. But then all of a sudden when it finally worked for him, he had no warning and his reaction was just priceless. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's funny to watch people have an unexpected thing happen. Yes. It, it, you love when you catch those Kodak moments. <laughs> of, oh boy. Yeah. So that would be the YouTube Highlight clip of the, the week. week. All right, so we got a very special guest with us, JD, and um, I actually ha- have got a, one of our first original uh, Coaster Challenge fans. Uh, he was also a Coaster Kids fan too. He loved. He he was in a original Coaster Kids video with Logan over at Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, that's when I actually got to meet him was when hang time opened and, uh, his name is Dustin. And, uh, so I'm actually going to go and I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Hey, how is it going everybody? This is David Cantu and I am here with a very special friend of mine who I had the honor of meeting at Knott's Berry Farm when hang time opened. Um, I'd like to introduce Dustin. Hi, Dustin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. It's great to see you. I know we haven't talked in quite a while. And with the pandemic that went on last year, we never really got to go to any parks yeah. <laughs> in the past year. So, but um, it's, well, it's really great to have you on. And um, I remember the first time you and I met, um, it was not Sperry Farm. Um and how I recognized you was you were part of the uh, you were on one of the Coaster Kids original Coaster Kids video with Logan. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So um, so it's great to have you on. And uh, why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about yourself? It's great to be here. Um, I'm Dustin. I'm from Southern California. And as David's already said, I met him at Knott's Berry Farm. It was for Hang Time's opening. And yeah, a couple, what, like two and a half years later. Um, yeah, just still here. And I'm happy to be here. Excited. Very awesome. And um, yeah, I'll never forget when um, I saw you on the Coaster Kids video with Logan. And I know we're going to get in more detail, but I think what really stood out in that video was you did a Be Brave challenge for <laughs> Logan. <laughs> And you yes, did it on the one coaster that I was very intimidated to get on, and that was the Accelerator. And mm-hmm. I I know we'll get more detail on that in a little bit, but I will never forget your reaction when you when you got back to the station after that ride. It was classic. I was... Um, that really stood out with me. And it was the same reaction I had when I rode Accelerator for the first time. And I was like, yes, I'm not the only one that had that same reaction. <laughs> so, you know, but anyway, so let's let's go a bit a little bit down memory lane here. I know you're how old are you now, Dustin? I'm 15. 15 years old. So it's been two and a half years. So last time I think when we first met, you were 13. Uh, no, I was, ah, I can't remember. I it was about 12, 12 2018. So I was 12. Yeah. 12. 12. Okay. So it's my, it's time really flying here. So let's go down memory lane a little bit here. Okay. So, um, 
what was the the very first roller coaster you ever ever experienced? Ooh, that's a hard question. I of course I can't really remember perfectly what my first one was, but I'm like 100% sure it was either Space Mountain or Matterhorn at Disneyland, California. Yeah. All right. So let's let's look at uh, Space Mountain, because I know that when I was around your age or even younger, when I first went to Disneyland, um, I will say the one ride at Disneyland that in, that scared me the most was Space Mountain. Yeah. Space Mountain <laughs> really scared me. Um, I was fortunate to be part uh, got to experience the original, original version of Space Mountain with its original music, which Disneyland has not yet to bring back they brought back other music that they play in the ride but not the original one so like the rock and roll one um, i mean we're waiting yeah uh note to disney <laughs> let's do vintage space mountain you know let's bring back the original music so please but let's 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 touch base a little on space mountain because i know that's a very when you're a little kid that's that is the most probably most at the time most intimidating coaster but yeah. um so when you went to when you got to ride space mountain for the very first time like how were you feeling when you were approaching that station when you were in line um it's, it's like your first time experience like what were you feeling during that during that time strangely i think i wasn't really that scared because i have two older siblings and they're like my older brother is eight years older than me and my older sister is 10 years older than me so they had already been on it and they talked it up to me and had made me get excited for it so i honestly wasn't really that scared to go on it which i think was definitely a blessing because i think i would have been a lot more scared if i didn't have them like talking to me about it yes it's always good when you have when you go on a ride for the first time, it's always good to have family and friends that can sit there who have already experienced the ride that can sit there and coach you and motivate you and just exactly. say, Hey, you know, it's, it's not that bad. You know, it's just, just be aware of this, this, and this, you know, and it's just, but I know that once you get to the station and you sit in the seat and you got that lap bar down, that's where the butterflies start oh, yeah. hitting you in the <laughs> stomach um, because it's your very first experience. You have no idea. And also the one thing about space mountain is how dark the ride oh. is. Definitely. So it's not like you can see the track ahead of time. You have no idea what it's all look like because Disney is so good at doing those special effects where mm -hmm. you literally look like you're in outer space. It's, it is an amazing experience, but you can't see the track. So it's like when I got on it as a kid, I was hanging on to my mom because I had no idea what I was going to be expecting. So it was just really insane. <laughs> Definitely bumps up the scare factor. So, 100%. so how, so like, I know it's like going back down memory. So writing that for the first time, like, how were you like feeling throughout that ride? Um, I remember thinking, wow, the chain is very long because the lift hill for that ride is so slow. Feels like you're on it for 20 minutes. Um, and the special graphics in that tunnel tube. Where oh, it makes yeah. It, look like it, it makes it so not, crazy. Yeah. It's just, and it, it really plays your eyes really well on that. So, um, and I, I remember we were with a group of like friends because my mom used to teach at a Taekwondo studio and uh, we had a big like meet with everybody there who went to the studio. So we filled up like a whole train. So I think that also helped me because there were so many people around me who had been on it. Wow. And, but yeah, it was definitely nerve wracking. 100%. I was very scared. All right. So now this is the one question that I always ask my, my guests. And it's because when you write a, when you write a coaster, especially your very first one, um, there's always a, a, a reaction when you get off that ride. Cause I guess your, your bot, your mind is like processing what you experience. And it's like, it could go either direction. I've seen people like come off the ride saying, I'm ready to ride it again. Let's go. And then you got people like, not for me, 
no, thank you. I'll never ride a coaster ever again. Um, how, so how would you say, how did you feel when you got off space mountain the first time? Like, did it ever like sense of accomplishment or were you ready to write the next big thing? I was definitely the latter of what you just mentioned. I was like, let's do all of them again. One more time. I was freaking out. I remember just like screaming and my mom having to shush me because I was yelling so loud afterward. It was awesome. All right. Uh, That's right. So it's always nice to talk to people about that very first coaster experience because I know that we have a lot of people in the coaster community that are most likely listening to this podcast, but we got a lot of people that are not part of the community. They're regular people like you and me that, you know, looking to make a change. Cause the one thing in the mission with coaster challenge is that, and it's just like with coaster kids is that it's about breaking your fears and breaking because fear is what's really that triggers anxiety, depression, stress, and it just keeps people from being able to move forward and be able to live a better life. So I know that, oh gosh, and you, you've heard my story many times, just like you've heard Logan's, yes. that it's amazing what a roller coaster can do to a person. Um, it literally broke my fears completely. So there's a lot, keep in mind, there are people probably listening that are looking like you and I did, looking to be brave, looking to push those fears and looking to make a change in their life for the better. So we're going to c- continue on and go, that lines up with our next question. So how, um, how, how did it, um, what was the one coaster that scared you the most? Oh, 100%. It's not even a question. Accelerator. Accelerator. Very farm. Oh my gosh. I was terrified. Yeah. I had a funny feeling you were going to say accelerator because that coaster kids video that you did with Logan really showed in the beginning before you were getting on that ride and that facial reaction you had. <laughs> and just for those that are listening, if you like, and Logan and Jeff are going to love this, but if you guys want to see Dustin's reaction, you can always oh, go on Coaster Kids on YouTube and look up Knott's Berry Farm and you'll see Dusty on Getting Ready to Ride Accelerate. It is a great video. You need to watch it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen it quite a few times, Dusty, as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> but yes, I remember your reaction um, but get, when you got off that ride, it really made an impact on your life because oh, yeah. you were, you looked, you could tell just in your face that you really became fearless because you and I together for the first time got the ride hang time when it opened. Oh, and yeah. that was an that even was more intimidating fun. ride. So that was the first dive coaster on the West Coast. I've experienced dive coasters over at Cedar Point and it was like Val Raven. And, but hang time was very unique. And I'm, So, yeah, how much would you say the accelerator impacted your life? I think definitely a lot. I mean, it it was like the difference between me liking roller coasters and full on just being obsessed with them. Because, I mean, as I said, I have older siblings, so I'd seen them go on it multiple times. And they're always like, it's so fun. You got to try it. I was always too scared. But after doing that, I was like, "Okay, let's actually they didn't show it on camera. But literally we got off. And then me and Logan went straight back into into the line. We didn't even like look at our picture or anything. We just ran straight to the line again and rode again. How many times did you guys ride it? Just um, just two. Just, just two? two that day. Yeah. I think you guys went on a good day because it was a weekday, right? So oh yeah, super I busy. think it was it was either a Wednesday or a Thursday, so it was definitely perfect. And it was like mid November when it's in their off season. It was perfect. Because it was like pre-Mary Farm, post-Scary Farm. So it was perfect. And the one thing I love about Knott's Berry Farm, if you go during a weekday, that park is not super busy. So Mm -hmm. you can enjoy, you don't need a fast pass. You can just get on these rides very easily. And um, so 
now that we know what coaster scared you the most, but now it's not as scary anymore. Um, (laughs) now that you face, you push your fears on that one. Um, so let's, how many, since you've been riding a lot of coasters, let's say what's your coaster credit right now? It's a little fuzzy. I don't know for sure. I actually have it written down on my phone. I believe it's about 53, I believe is the number of my last tally, but I haven't even been on a roller coaster in over a year now, so it's a little, little fuzzy, but yeah, about 53, 54 area. Yeah. So what got you into coasters? Like what, what's, uh, what, what made you, I know you are an enthusiast, um, And it's always great when you're young to become an enthusiast because you got so much ahead of you to be able to experience so much when you get older too. But what is it about coasters that you love the most? That's a that's a hard question to answer. I think just I think the airtime is probably my favorite. I love airtime. I mean just being able to fly off that seat and just enjoy it. <laughs> it's the best the feeling ever. Yeah, I would say airtime for me, probably the ejector time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like being launched. Uh, ever since I went on Top Thrill Dragster over at Cedar Point, uh, that's the fastest coaster I've been on so far to date. And that's just the best 17 seconds <laughs> <laughs> ever experience. <laughs> Although people tell me I shouldn't do King to Cobb, but I need to do King to Cobb oh, because <laughs> it's um, it's, it's, it's got to be a coaster credit. I need to, I need to be able to experience. Yeah. So, all right. So now... You've been on over 50 coasters. Um, yeah. What would be the, tell us about a, what was the craziest moment you've ever experienced on a coaster? Craziest moment. I mean, there's a couple. Uh, the pretzel loop on Tatsu at Magic Mountain was absolutely insane. I'd heard so much about it and I was like, can't be that crazy. It was absolutely insane. Same with you- um, just all of Railblazer at California's Great America insane that's like ejector the whole time that is probably the best bobsled style train ride i've ever oh, experienced is railblazer that thing hauls but i got to experience both railblazer and wonder woman and mm-hmm. people always ask me all the time they're like which one's the best and you know it's really hard it's it, they're kind of equal because they do they, they're, they're replica coasters but yeah. if i had a top one i would say wonder woman would be the best than Railblazer, mainly because when the train comes in the station, it continually moves. Yes. So people have to constantly get into the seat quickly before it gets to the other end of the station, which keeps the line moving faster, where Railblazer has to stop in the station and it takes time yeah. to load and unload the train. So, but I would say, yeah, when you mentioned Tatsu, that's one discussion. You're the first one to bring up Tatsu over at Magic Mountain because everyone always talks about uh viper and talks about twisted colossus they talk about west coast racers but the one bnm flyer tatsu yeah that loop i i'll never forget one this is the most <laughs> strange experience and if you ever scream don't you notice you hear your scream like vibrate like oh <laughs> i know it's, it's so like at that that g-force on that loop is just powerful and it could, I don't know. I think some people have grayed out on, on that loop. Um, the force is pretty uh, powerful on that. I didn't, but it is very intense. It feels like you have an element sitting on your chest at the bottom of that loop. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why every time you get toward the end, you always see those puke stains down on the base of the oh, floor God. of the ride. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I've heard so many people uh, have vomited on Tatsu, and that's why I always made it a personal rule. If I'm going to ride that thing, I'm going to make sure I don't have anything in my stomach exactly. before I ride that thing. So, all right. So 
let's say, let's talk about, let's, so what is your, your favorite coaster? Twisted Colossus, definitely. I don't nice. even think that's a big competition for me. That's like leaps and bounds ahead in my opinion. Yes. Twisted Colossus is the very first RMC coaster I got to experience. Although Steel Vengeance is my number one, which is, I call it the Twisted Colossus, you know, big brother uh, over there. So um, it is one of the most best RMCs, but no, Twisted Colossus will always have a special place in my heart being the first RMC. And I always look forward to riding that thing. Although I've had quite a few experiences happen to me on Twisted Colossus. Um, won't go in further detail there, but uh, at least um, at least when uh, as an ACE member when CoasterCon and I've gone to some special private events at Twisted Claw uh, at Magic Mountain. At least the one one memorable moment for me is that I can say I got to marathon Twisted Colossus at least ten times in a row. So it was nice. <laughs> and I don't mean to change the subject, but going back to the craziest moment on a coaster question. It's not really on the coaster, but I went to Magic Mountain and I stayed for two days. And on the second day, it was really, really windy. It was like 15, 20 mile per hour winds. So it was freezing. And my last ride of the day was at sunset and I got first row on Twisted Colossus. And the winds got so bad, they had to stop us at the top of the lift hill. And we were like, we were dangling over the first drop for like a solid five to 10 minutes. It was insane. Wow. And then you're dealing with the cold wind gusts. Exactly. As well. It's just making it worse. Oh, God. So you were, st- how long would you say you were stuck up there for? About maybe like five to seven minutes, probably. So just I'm assuming away. without warning, all of a sudden the train moves and you drop. <laughs> um, it was because we were on the green side. We were on the left side and the blue chain started going first. So that was kind of like, okay, we're going to drop. But it's still, there was no warning like over the speakers or anything. We just kind of <laughs> tipped over the edge and went, it was crazy. One thing that was what I love about Twisted Colossus is it is the one in one RMC coaster that duels. It's a dueling yes. coaster. Did you ever get a chance to duel with the opposite train? I dueled an empty train. But oh, really? <laughs> I got an empty train. But at least you got to duel with it. You know, so when you're going, when you're twisting upside like, down, you get to see it. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. I went on it like six times, so 12 laps, and only one of the laps was a duel. Wow. Yeah, I remember when I marathoned it, um, I dueled it three times in a row, and then a lot of times because it depends on how fast they get the train loaded or how many people you know it's, i've missed quite a bit uh where the trains don't exactly duel at least west coast racers it's a guaranteed duel oh, yes. every time so west coast all right was awesome so now that we discussed your favorite coaster let's talk about what is the least coaster Ooh, your least okay. favorite coaster okay i have like three i can't narrow it down and um i don't really count kitty coasters because they're kitty coasters um, I haven't had the unfortunate experience to ride an SLC, so that's not on the list, but it's um, Demon at California's Great America, um, surprisingly Patriot at California's Great America, and um, Scream at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Majority are B&M Floorless, B&M and, floorless. Uh, and an arrow and an arrow, loop, uh, arrow Looper, which the Demon is a lot like Viper over at uh, Six Flags Magic and Mountain. Kind of funny because I got on Viper and it was actually one of my favorite rides there. I loved it. 
it's a historical coaster. It's one. It's mm-hmm. it is one of the oldest coasters of park. I think Revolution holds that title as the oldest because it was the first coaster to ever have a loop. So that loop is very historic. So I don't see Revolution ever disappearing out of that park. Yeah. Especially, it's been in many movies and TV shows as well. Oh yeah. Um, I will say Viper back in its heyday was probably one of the best uh, arrow looping coasters at its time. Oh, definitely. Um, now it is showing its age. It, it, I would say it would definitely be time to retire Viper and it's time to yeah. bring in something updated and new, um, especially with Arrow not being in business anymore. You know, the, those coasters eventually over time, they're not going to have the parts and stuff to be able to keep that right going in the future. So yeah. I'm amazed to see how long that that coaster has has been at the park. But I have a funny feeling down the road, we may see that right go. So unfortunately, now. but yeah, I agree with you. So, um, so and it's funny with the BNM floorless because I know Patriot used to be a stand-up coaster like yes. Riddler's, and I experienced Patriot. Yes, it is a well. I would say it it's not a rough ride. It is kind of a headbanger, but I would say yeah. I've I've experienced quite a few uh stand-up floorless conversions where I experienced Rugaru over at Cedar Point. That was a much bigger, that's like the size of uh Riddler's Revenge. Yeah. Um that used to be a stand-up now and it turned floorless. That was a very rough ride. Um uh, I've experienced a couple of stand-ups like uh Vortex over at Carowinds was a very rough ride. Um gosh it's I've experienced so many, but I would say, yeah, BNM is very good with their inverted coasters like Silver Bullet. Yeah. Uh, Batman. Um, they're good with their hyper coasters like Mako and um, Fury 325. Um, so when it comes to, you know, BNM makes good coasters, but I think they need to improve on the floorless. <laughs> yes. And speaking of Batman the Ride, uh, I went on Batman the Ride at Six Flags over Texas. Um, it's definitely an honorable mention for my least favorite coaster. I I don't know what it was. I just hated it. It's a rough ride. Uh, so, some yeah. some like if any B and M invert that was made in the mid nineties, like Batman over at Magic Mountain, opened in mid nineties. I'm assuming the one in Six Flags over Texas. A lot of the B and M inverts were put in. I would say Silver Bullet was one of the newer ones. I yeah. think it opened in 2007, I believe in in Knott's Berry Farm, but being, but Silver Bullet is actually a very smooth, It is not much, not much of a headbanger. Um, you can feel that G force during the end of the helix. Oh, um, you feel in your feet. Um, so yeah, I would say, um, when it comes to B and M inverts, I would say Silver Bullet was my very first B and M invert. And that's probably my most favorite, but I also say Banshee over at Kings Island. That's the, one of the newer, newer ones. And it's got the, the, the vest restraints system. Yeah which is actually more easier and you can enjoy the ride even more because you don't have that to- the traditional over the shoulder restraints that are close to your head. So you don't get much head banging on Banshee, which is, I would recommend if you ever, your mom ever travel, you need to go down to Kings Island. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Okay. So. And I know um, I went on Top Gun at six, uh, not six flags at California's great America. Oh, Flight Deck, not Top Gun. Flight. Yeah, flight. <laughs> Sorry. No, but it used to be deck. Top Gun. It, it used did. to be Top Gun. I was thinking You're of right. that. You're right. You had the right name when it was Paramount's California's Great America. <laughs> yes, it was all movie themed. So, yes, but I remember Flight Deck. Flight Deck was not bad for me. How about I you? I went on Flight Deck and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was better than Silver Bullet. 
in my opinion, but it is so short. It yes. needs to be longer. I think that's what why Flight Deck didn't get in my top three favorite B&M inverts. It is on the top, but it's mainly because that ride is so short. I was like, that's it? <laughs> I'm like, it's... Silver Bullet is much longer than this. <laughs> but it was still, it was not much of a headbanger at all. And it had yeah. a good scenic view to it too. So I was well, Yeah, very... and that turn over the, the turnover, like, well, nowadays it looks more like a swamp over in the back of the park. But that turnover, the late, the helix at the very end is so beautiful with the corkscrew it is yeah. so beautiful uh yeah oh, i agree yeah and i wonder what california Great america is going to be doing next because they don't like they have an rmc which is railblazer although they don't have the traditional hybrid coaster rmc yeah. which i could see grizzly yeah definitely getting rmc someday what about gold striker have you thought of gold striker that's a loaded question i i want to gci it, it's but- ghost riders <sighs> I don't know if you want to call it Ghost Rider's little brother, but or it's big brother. Definitely Ghost Rider's sadder brother. I yeah. I I want to love it, but it is so rough. It yes. is very rough. Yeah. I would say it makes Ghost Rider more smooth than Gold Striker. It's like up there with before the retracking ghost rider it's like it's really bad so when it comes to wooden coasters so i'm assuming you ex- you experience apocalypse over i at did six like magic mountain um gold striker ghost rider um grizzly <laughs> grizzly um what about uh tell me a little bit well like let's let's rank your wooden coasters what would be so i've been on yes Ghost Rider, Gold Striker, Grizzly, and Apocalypse. I'm trying to think, is there any more? Was um, there any uh, Six Flags over Texas? Uh, no, because no. that was when it was New Texas Giant and stuff. I didn't get on Judge Roy Scream or uh, Lava Bora. I really wanted to. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think those are the ones I've been on. I would definitely say at the bottom is Grizzly. It's not that it's rough. In fact, it's one of the smoothest coasters I've actually ever been on. It's just boring. There's no airtime, no forces at all. Just kind of goes on for too long. Also, they were having like seven minute dispatches per train in the station. So that didn't help its cause at all. But next would be Gold Striker. It's super fun, just really rough. Um, next would be Apocalypse. I actually really loved Apocalypse because I got on the retracking. I got on it for my birthday, which is February 2nd, and I got it in 2020, so just a month before they closed the park. Um, it was really great. And Ghost Riders, an yeah. amazing top-tier yeah. coaster. Yeah, I got to, uh, when it comes to Ghost Rider, at least that's one coaster I experienced when I was much younger, back in the 90s, the original Ghost Rider, before it was retracked by, I think it was GCI that retract yes ghost rider and i remembered when i went on the original ghost rider um the drop you didn't drop right away you kind of dangled a little bit and i it was steep at the time and i was like oh my god what is how steep is this drop <laughs> but it took a while and then also we went down and um it felt slower back then but then i hadn't been to knots that was like early 90s and then i hadn't been to knots for over 15 years and then when oh, i wow. returned when i returned in 2015 experienced ghost rider again and my friends were like oh yeah they retracted it years ago it's a lot faster and smoother now and i get on there and that thing was hauling butt yes, i was like oh my god what the i don't remember it being this fast before i believe <laughs> I, was like, I believe when the retract happened i think it went from like 55 to like 60 I believe it. Yeah, I think it got a lot 
uh, faster. faster. It was faster. And I they actually got rid of the mid-breakaway run, I think. And then yeah. they added it back. Yeah, they I re-added think. it, which, why? I think because it was a little too fast. <laughs> a little Maybe too fast. to slow that thing down just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it was bit, probably damaging the track. Probably. So. It was going, it hauled at Right after the retrack was finished, it was hauling. You were going crazy. Yeah. But. All right. So let's see. You sold us your most favorite coaster, but how about we rank your coasters? What's your What's your top three? Once again, I say I have it written down. I kind of forgot it because it's been a little bit since I've no problem been. Yeah. But for my top three, it would be. I really need to update this list. This list is so old. Um, but I'd probably say number three would be Ghost Rider. It's just a all-around amazing coaster. Uh, number two would probably be New Texas Giant. New Texas Giant's really good. And um, Tatsu could easily be up there with number three with Ghost Rider. But number one is definitely Twisted Colossus. Nice. Very now, nice. I, got, I did get on X2. I got on X2 twice. Okay, first, I would love to hear this story. <laughs> first I've heard ride. so many great stories on X2. <laughs> first ride. Amazing. I absolutely loved it. And I even got an outside seat. And it was awesome. Uh, left row, uh, left side, second row. And I got on the outside seat. It was amazing. So then I rewrote it later in the day. I was like, I rewrote it at sundown. Because I wanted to get like the crazy sundown effect. Yeah. So I was like... Let's get front row this time. So we got right side front row. <laughs> it was. Really Did you get bad. inside seat or outside seat? Outside seat. Okay, so you, you never got the inside. I seat. haven't got inside, which okay. Now I've heard. I've heard a lot of interesting stories with X two, depending on where you sit, front, back, or middle. But I've been on all sides, and I've I've talked to many people about when it comes to X two. Now, very different stories. Your story is very unique. Now, a lot of people say they like the inside seat because it's not as rough and tossing you around like the outside seat, depending on where you're sitting on the train. And I got to experience that. I sat in the back row outside seat and boy, I was being tossed oh, around no. like a rag doll. <laughs> I was being tossed around. And I was like that you know, final uh, raven turn. Yeah. And I would recommend anybody who goes on X2, make sure you don't have loose loose articles in your pockets make sure you have zipper pockets for that you will lose your phone you will lose your change i had change slip out one time out of my pocket on x2 i didn't realize i had some quarters in my pocket and it that's how rough or how much it throws you around it literally shakes you shakes everything out of you and not to mention lockers are not free they're not they have paid lockers at the station and you can't really get out of line to do anything with them they won't let you keep a bag on the side so be very stuck with it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, it's just um, you got to be careful on that, especially if you're looking to ride X2 for the first time. Make sure uh, mm-hmm. I would rent a locker down in the front and just put Definitely. everything you don't need in there. And just when you go to X2, just make sure I would say a, a true coaster enthusiast. I've had quite a few come on and they all said the same thing. Cargo shorts with zipper pockets. They are helpful when you're walking in a park. You can zip up your phone, zip up your wallet, yeah. your change, your keys. And yeah, that recommend zipper pockets mm-hmm. on cargo shorts. They are very helpful. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So let's talk about another segment, which I know falls dear to your heart, our heart here, because you, you really were a big fan of Coaster Kids. And I really appreciate you've been a huge fan of Coaster Challenge. You've been a great friend and great supporter through, for the past five years that we've been around. 
Um, so we know that you and I have been a testament of breaking our fears. You and I have both faced very, we, we really pushed the limit on, you know, trying to make a change and try to, and I say coasters have really changed both our lives. I've seen it in mm-hmm. you growing up. I know we don't see each other as often like we used to, but I know that over the years I've seen you on Instagram and I've chat with your mom that we have seen you growing up to be a much fearless person, which is really awesome. Now, there are a lot of people that are probably listening to us right now that are deeply afraid right now. This past year, I will say the pandemic has really showed how much fear is out there. We thought we were really making accomplished. And, you know, talking to to, to Jeff in our previous episode, he said the same thing. It was like, yeah, I mean, we've done a great job with coaster kids and trying to help kids break their fears. But when situations like with COVID happened, the fear is well alive out there. And uh, a lot of people are afraid and depression, stress, anxiety, all that skyrocketed through the roof. I don't know how you and your family were feeling this past year. I know it was really tough on me as well. It was a real challenge, but I'm trying to stay positive and upbeat. So I guess that you and I are a testament that roller coasters have both impacted our lives, breaking our fears. What advice do you think you could give to those that are listening, that are looking to make a change looking to make a difference and just want to live a better life and try to break that, break those fears. It's a hard question. I think I would say just try your best because it's, it's not going to change overnight, just little steps and just keep trying new things. Try to break out of the bubble, break out of your fears. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to happen overnight. It's you're not going to wake up one day and be like, Oh, I'm not afraid anymore. You can take it just step by step. Until you're comfortable with it. And exactly. I- it's all baby steps. It's, yes. It's all baby steps. I mean, it took it took me time to really like, like you know my story. What was my first coaster that broke my fears? It was California Screaming over at Disney's California okay. Adventure. For years, I would go with my friends and my family. And they would go on that ride. And they would try to get me on it. And they just couldn't do it because of my Tourette's. And I would be standing on that launch ramp watching them take off. And I'm sitting there like, you know, like at first it was like, I was feeling really bad. It was like, you know, I, I, I would love to join them, but it took time. And it just it depends on how, how the situation of your life, how you're, where you're going, but there's going to come a day where you're going to get tired and you're going to be like, I don't want to be afraid anymore. And, and it's like, I, if it wasn't for my, my buddy, Ted, who you got to meet as well at Knott's Berry Farm, you know, he was the one that challenged me to get on that ride that, you know, and I was, I'm glad he challenged me to do it. That's why that's when Coaster Challenge was born. It was after he challenged me to get on that ride. And uh, so, and the one thing is that having a chance to have a friendship with you and your mom has been fantastic. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your, your you guys are very busy busy family. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, since uh, I know we're getting toward getting toward the end of our interview here, but really like to talk about saving Huey. I know I wish your mom was with you to discuss because you guys do a lot for animals. And that is something dear to my heart because I'm an animal lover myself. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you and your mom do with saving Huey. Well, saving Huey was started I'm trying to think Christmas Eve. Uh, No, actually, sorry. Day after Christmas 2014 Um, at a at a ranch out in Southern California. Um, a bait dog, a pit bull that was used as bait in dog fighting was found and his name is Huey. And uh, my mom was contacted about Huey. So 
we drove down to where it was at the ranch and we picked him up and we took him to the vet and yeah the vet at first Huey was diagnosed with liver with just a bunch of problems in general but liver problems was some of the main issue and yeah through the years Huey developed into a beautiful dog who learned to love people again and yeah we had him for about two and a half years and then in May of 2017 Huey passed away due to his liver problems and it was a really dark time it was really sad it was hard to cope through it but um when we first got him my mom started an uh, organization called the Saving Huey Foundation and through the years it has blossomed and flourished into a beautiful organization and now we were able to move up uh to a more secluded area so now we have uh, Huey's Second Chance Ran and we bring in a lot of we mostly focus on abuse cases uh and also from uh, tijuana mexico we have a lot of abuse cases here and we just have a basically a rehabilitation center for them where they can heal up and when the time is right find their perfect family and how many animals would you say you and your mom have saved oh gosh that is that's a crazy question i know i i, uh, I see i I'm on your guys' Facebook page all the time, and your mom seems to be saving animals on a daily basis. You guys are always traveling everywhere, and it's just seeing some of the photos that your mom has posted, man, it's just, it's a, it's amazing. It's amazing what animals are going through, what people do to animals, and I'm just like, just stunned, but, but what you guys are doing is just simply amazing. Thank and you. Uh, you. know, And I hope your guys' foundation progresses and blossoms even more like how our organization is doing. And um, in Coaster Challenge, we're, our organization is always proud to help support Saving Huey any way we can. So, And that's why I wanted to make sure I give you guys this platform to be able to talk a little bit about the foundation. Thank so. you. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would say, oh dear. Because <laughs> um, there's some cases that you don't see that we've just helped out in Mexico that stay there. And also my mom... My mom has always rescued animals, even since she was a little girl. And if we're talking about all time, even if they didn't come to the ranch, probably be around maybe 500, I would say, would be like a rough estimate. It could be higher, it could be lower, but I definitely think at least 500. It just... It it's just insane. feels like it just feels like you guys are saving thousands of animals, it's, which is a great thing. And uh, you know, I wish more people out there can have the heart that you guys have when it comes to saving animal life. I mean, it's just especially with all the brush fires that California no. has been going through, and all the wildlife that has been impacted or has been hurt by it. Um, it's just you know, like you know, I was affected in the brush fire down in Malibu, and we literally we we saw wild rabbits just running for their lives and you know we saw people trying to catch them and save them and it's just uh, i'm just glad especially with horses and dogs and coyotes and bears and mountain lions it's just really devastating what we've experienced but organizations like what you and your mom are doing are a testament of that people do care and we're doing everything we can to make a difference i think that's the one greatest thing about what we're all doing here between Coaster Challenge, between Saving Huey, is we're trying to make a difference in our in our society. We're trying to make a difference in our country. And we need more people like what we're doing to step up and be able to do the same. Exactly. You know, if we, so, well, 
anyway, I really want to thank you, Dustin, for taking the time to come on and chat with us. And uh, um, yeah, I just uh, so if anybody out there would love to ask you questions and stuff, I believe, you know, where can they find find you uh, social media wise? Um, I'm not as active on there anymore, mostly because of the pandemic, but you can find me on Instagram at CoasterFanDustin. Um, I don't think I posted in like a year, but I am still on it every once in a while. And yeah, uh, you can follow Saving Huey Foundation at Saving Huey Foundation. Um, on Instagram, it's just uh, at Saving Huey. And yeah, and of course, follow Coaster Challenge on all of their social medias. And, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dustin, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, it's an honor to have you, sir. And we'll see you then. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Have a good one. You too. Thank you, David. Thank you, Dustin, for being on the show. David, I'd like to thank you for, you know, stepping in for everyone since they're all on spring break. Um, but it was a good interview. Dustin had some very good advice for people who are afraid to to do little baby steps those little baby steps will lead into bigger more scarier rides at least you know you know what to expect and that goes for everything in life if you're afraid of something try something smaller and then work your way towards that goal make it a goal just baby step to a goal and with that said please everyone Living in fear is, is, is a terrible thing. It, it's like living with regret. You don't want to live with what if. So if you don't want to live in that what if, take those baby steps to not try that, not, not to do that anymore. But with that said, everyone, thank you for listening. Stay tuned next week for our next podcast. Subscribe. Give a thumbs up. Like it. And uh, with that being said, everyone, take your baby steps and do you accept the coaster challenge?